Welcome back in, everybody, to Believe in the Wolfpack. we got another great show coming up for you today. Going over some women's basketball. Just had a solid win. Big performance by Zoe Brooks with a triple-double. Then later in the show, going to get back into some men's basketball, even just some more kind of basic college basketball stuff. And then later into the college football world and Peyton Wilson again. Just getting more and more awards. But like I said, start off with some women's basketball. Just picked up. Another win, now 10-0, still third. The new rankings came out today. They're still third in the country, just beat Liberty 80-67. to It was a close game kind of most of the time. They kind of – Liberty kept it within 10, 15 points, even got to within four at one point in the third quarter. So, you know, it was a close game and really kind of going into it and you're thinking, all right, you know, Liberty lower, you know, tier school, especially compared to NC State this year, the pack this year. But hey, Liberty played very well. And also, I mean, Wolfpack just <laughs> could have shot better from the field. 35% from the field and just 58% from the free throw line. 17 of 29 on free throw attempts. Just got to got to get those numbers back up. Still a 13 point win never hurt anybody. So, you know, and it's another win. 10 and 0. Just keep stacking wins. Uh, for the most part, like I said, kind of a you know, a tougher game. Still a very defensive game. Both teams were really just <laughs> given they're all on defense. Some games you can really look and tell, like, oh, all right, you know, they're slacking today. They're just gonna make up for it on the offensive end. They don't really feel like playing defense today. But no, both sides really wanted to play defense in this one. At least that's what it looked like. You can always tell when teams want to really have the mindset of wanting to play defense. But Outside of the fact, Zoe Brooks with a huge game, something that hasn't been done since 2001. Zoe Brooks' first start in this game. This is her first start all year, filling in for Sanaya Rivers, who was out this game. It was her first start of the year, and she gets a triple-double, the second triple-double in NC State history, the first since 2001. It was Tanisha Lewis who had the triple-double, Back in February of 2001, and we get a freshman, Zoe Brooks, who puts up 14 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, was 10 of 15 from the free throw line. So Brooks alone had 10 of the Wolfpack's 17 free throws, and then she also had three steals and two blocks. Seems pretty good. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) She was, of course, named ACC Freshman Player of the Week. I mean, who else were you going to give it to? Making her first start as a freshman, getting a triple-double. And again, it's against Liberty, but yeah, it's a triple-double. That's unbelievable. And she's going to be here for the next four years. Probably won't even start. I mean, she'll get starter minutes, don't get me wrong. But once Samaya Rivers comes back, you're going to start her. You're going to start Rivers. I mean, come on. (laughs) But And then you have Brooks coming off the bench. So already... Zoe Brooks making a strong case for first team all freshman, whatever it is, towards the end of the year. And even maybe some, you know, six player of the year candidate already. I mean, you got a triple double and then you're going to most likely go right back to the bench. That's that's a good sign of a of a great six player off the bench. But yeah, and then even then just being a freshman putting up a triple double is ridiculous. I also thought that they got rid of the word freshman in some schools maybe that was only i know they did it at like penn state 
and somewhere else. But regardless, I never know if it's first year or freshman. So freshman in this case, I always thought it was freshman. So we're going to go with that. But regardless, some other numbers from this game. Isaiah James with 18 points. She was four of nine from deep. And then Lucy Steele with 10 points off the bench. And the only teams that remain ahead of the Wolfpack are South Carolina and UCLA. But Isaiah James with 18 points and four four of nine from deep. That was that's great. Especially like I said in this game where the shooting numbers really were subpar most of the time. To have James still shooting just below 50% from beyond, that's a another major factor in why you won the game. But even then, kind of like I said earlier, with this game only being maybe not only because it's still you know it's it's still a 13 point win i i think kind of want to it should have been more i think in my mind it should have been more just because you look at the free throw numbers like i said 17 of 29 58 percent you have to be you know college you know i'm thinking 75 percent from the free throw line I, i mean that's just you know my expectations maybe they're too high but 75 percent feels fair from the free throw line in my mind, but I I could be wrong. But regardless, poor shooting numbers, bad from the free throw line, could have been a bigger win. Still good to be 10-0, great to be 10-0, and third in the country. So overall, no complaints. But actually, a lot, I do have a complaint. There's not a home game until the new year. How is there not a home game until the new year? When I'm recording, it's only December 11th. You're telling me you got to wait until the 4th of January? And yeah, it's, you know, it's early in January, but still. Got three games until then. Got a game the 16th at USF, South Florida. And then the 20th at Old Dominion. And then New Year's Eve at Virginia. That Virginia game's going to be a good game. But, but at least, at least, the next home game. They already announced, if you saw on the Instagram that it, it, it's already sold out. It's against currently, at the time, ranked uh, Florida State, who's 22nd in the country. So that's going to be incredible. They actually do have a tough stretch once the new year kind of you know gets here. Uh, Florida State is the first game in 2024. Then three days after that is Virginia Tech, and then Virginia again on the 11th, and then Miami on January 18th. So as of right now, that's three out of four games against other teams that are top 25 in the country. Even then, you play Virginia twice in, in four days. And as of right now, they're not ranked, but it's still a conference opponent. It's still going to be a tough game no matter what. Take a longer look into the schedule. First matchup with North Carolina isn't until February 1st. And then the first matchup with Louisville isn't until February 5th. And even then, they have another tough, tough stretch. So this is kind of, <laughs> I guess, it's just kind of how it falls into place here. But from February 1st, 5th, and then 8th, that's eight days. You got three games in eight days, all against top 25 opponents, as of now top 25 opponents. North Carolina's 25th, Louisville is 18th, and Virginia Tech is 16th. Then after that, you got a game at Pitt. They're not ranked. But then after that, on the 15th, 
You have a game at Notre Dame who is currently 14th in the country. I mean, man, it's just just getting these ranked teams in clusters. Two games after Notre Dame, you got North Carolina again. I mean, at least towards the end of the year, you get some kind of a, you know, easier stretch, but a lot of a lot of ranked games and clusters. And even then, you know, teams can pop in, pop out. You never know what's going to happen throughout the year. But from watching this team so far, pretty confident they're going to remain top five throughout the entire year. And even last week, I saw an article that had them already as one of the four one seeds for uh, March Madness later on, which makes sense. Obviously, they're third. But I guess that it also kind of takes into account how they how how they how the analyst thinks that they'll do the rest of the way. So how they think NC State will do as the season goes on. So it's a good sign to me. I mean, the ACC right now they are by far the best team in the. Would ACC. love to see a matchup with Don Staley and the Virginia South Carolina Tech. team. I mean, <laughs> that may have to be national championship or or Final Four type, you know, scenery and whatnot but i that would be incredible don staley just and and that team has been so good for so many years myself being from the philly area don staley being from the philly area i've always wanted a WNBA team to come to philly and could so easily poach don staley and bring her on and kind of try to establish <laughs> some dominance in the WNBA. it would be fun it would be nice but eh, that's you know very wishful thinking even then it would be a shock to me if Dawn Staley ever left, uh, ever left South Carolina, even if it was for a Philly WNBA team. But I mean, we saw Becky Hammond leave the 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 Spurs bench. She was an assistant. I think she was assistant head coach. Yeah, she was assistant head coach to Popovich, and still went and coached the Aces, and I think is now a two time champion. So. <laughs> Funny how that works out. <laughs> you learn from Popovich, one of the best coaches of all time, if not the best. Nah, I think I still got Phil Jackson. Yeah, I think I still got Phil Jackson. But, I mean, and Becky Hammond goes straight to the Aces, aces and then just, boom, two championships just like that. Great team, but got to have a great coach, too. I mean, it'd be nice. Very wishful thinking, but back to the main point. Just happy to see that the Wolfpack are 10-0 currently and hopefully will remain undefeated for the rest of the year. Um, and just, it is a bummer that they're just on the road for so long. It feels longer than, you know, what it actually is, but not back until January 4th. The last home game was the 10th. You're not going to have another one until the 4th of January? I mean, what are you going to do? Schedule makers. They, you know, wonder how much time effort they really put into it but like i said congratulations again to zoe brooks a triple double second in nc state history a freshman with a triple double in her first start in her career with the pack truly unbelievable stuff that should should not go under appreciated and should be just very noticed and and, and highlighted and celebrated Good to see. Going to take a break for a moment when we come back, get into some men's basketball action and some more football to close out the show. 
All right, welcome back in. Going to get into some men's basketball and then football later, but starting with men's basketball. The men's basketball team, not much action since the uh, MD Eastern game. They're back in action tomorrow, which would be December 12th. They'll take on UT Martin. Hopefully another game somewhat like the MD Eastern game where eh, maybe it's close for a little bit, but in the end, a whole bunch of highlight plays, a whole bunch of guys perform well, and then it's a 30-point win. Sounds like a plan to me, because then this Saturday, I don't want to call, you know, you don't want to say every game is a look ahead, but it's hard not to look ahead when you got Tennessee this week, now 12th in the country after today's updated rankings, and they take on the pack this Saturday in San Antonio, a part of the Naismith Hall of Fame game and all that. That's going to be an incredible game, would be a huge upset. Tennessee just beat Illinois. That was a pretty close game. But Illinois, I think they're still top 25. They dropped, yeah, they dropped a bit, but I think they're probably 22 now, I want to say. But still in the top 25. Let's see, I have it up right here. I don't know, I guess they dropped out. Oh, nope, 16. Look right past them. So Illinois is now 16. They moved up four spots. So even with the loss to Tennessee, that's not hurting them uh, really at all. Still improving. So just very much looking forward to that uh, Tennessee game. But looking at the standings again, I'm, I'm looking at this all day and just kind of reading about it again. Clemson jumped up 11 spots. Jumped up 11 spots this week. They're 13th in the country. That is by far the biggest jump from any team. Uh, maybe not by far. Oklahoma's behind them. They jumped up eight spots. Tennessee jumped up five, but you don't see many teams jumping double digits in the top 25 country rankings. That's incredible. They are 9-0 on the year, and I don't think NC State... Nah, they don't they don't play Clemson until February 17th. So we got plenty of time before we see them. Hopefully they, you know, cool off a bit by February 17th. Or who knows? Maybe we maybe NC State just catches fire and both teams are on fire and then we have uh late in the year probably a, a week or two, yeah, two weeks probably two weeks before uh, the ACC tournament get a top 25 matchup. I wouldn't be too mad. It'd be <laughs> Great basketball, regardless. Uh, looking at some other teams with some movement, Texas dropped seven spots this week. The top three, only one change in the top three. Uh, Purdue jumped back to three. Houston, they were third. They're now fourth. Houston actually got a vote to be the number one team in the country, but Arizona still holds that title james madison jmu they dropped two spots they're still undefeated at nine and zero. though duke jumps back up one spot they're six and three virginia is eight and one they jumped up four spots and miami nearly dropping out of the rankings they dropped nine spots to 24 looks like the next two teams in would be Colorado and Ole Miss. And the only two teams that dropped out this week are Texas A&M and San Diego State. Nothing major in the in the college basketball world in terms of, you know, 
upsets or big games. Bronny James did make his debut this past Sunday. That was great to see. He had a three, I think one other bucket, but then a huge chase down block looking like his dad. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. He could have put up zero points and only played one minute. The fact that he is cleared to play and got playing time and played and looked good while playing was unbelievable. I, and cardiac arrest earlier in the year. I mean, didn't know what the future was for him for basketball in that moment. And even the week after that happened. So just to see him back on the court and honestly, so quick he felt like he was barely out he's he's right back in it before the new year that's unbelievable so it, it's just great to see credit to him it's it was <laughs> it was crazy seeing lebron just just be there and you know he's he's supporting his kid he's not like you know it's this is lebron lebron's been around forever now he's got Bronny in college and bryce is right behind him who bryce is probably gonna be a top 10 recruit by the time he's a senior at least that's 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 how it feels that is certainly how it feels but getting into some recruiting for uh nc state not many you know they have a few four-star recruits no five stars i mean it's gonna be tough to get five stars when you got the kentuckys and dukes and all them but they do have some four stars only one real offer uh, that is out there. I mean, you know, that is still out there, player, uh, still deciding. That is Jaden Harris. Jaden Harris, he's six foot six, small forward. He's the only other offer NC State has out there as of right now. There's still plenty of time in the college basketball season, um, but he also has offers from Missouri, Mississippi State, Bryant, and Southeastern Louisiana College. But so one person, one guy, Trey Parker from Overtime Elite, four-star shooting guard, six foot two, officially signed with NC State. So can count on him for next year. And then hard commits, at least that's what 24-7 Sports has him down as. Paul McNeil, also a shooting guard, but a six foot six shooting guard from Word of God Christian Academy right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's also a four-star. So you got two four stars already. And again, still very early in the year. A ton of seniors still have to declare uh, like Dylan Harper just committed to Rutgers, which not very surprising. I thought that was already kind of set in stone <laughs> about a month ago, it seemed. But he is committed to, to Rutgers now. Rutgers has two of the top three commits. If I would have told you, you know, or if I would have asked you, hey, can you guess which college basketball school has two of the top three commits in the country? You would have rattled off the Blue Bloods. You would have rattled off Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. Huh? It's Rutgers. It's right there in Piscataway, New Jersey. It's Rutgers. I mean, it does help that Dylan Harper is from Don Bosco Prep, which is right there in Jersey. And then Ace Bailey, though, he's he's from Georgia and going to Rutgers. Trying to build a powerhouse up there. But again, two out of the three, top three commits. They do have two and three, a number one Cooper flag uh, headed to Duke. He is a five-star and the only player 
uh, this year. And the only player that I've seen for a while that got a hundred rating on 24 seven sports, Dylan Harper has a 99 ace. Bailey has a 99 Drake Powell has a 99 rating. So if you guys have 99 ratings, but Cooper flag has a 100 rating, he's six foot nine, a power forward, but he's one of those power forwards, kind of like a Kevin Durant where, you know, he can play with the ball. He can create his own shot. He's very athletic. He is going to be a problem, but most likely, and hopefully for, you know, Wolfpack bias, he'll be a one and done at Duke. Um, honestly, just happy that Coach K doesn't have him. That would have been scary. Even then, I think, you know, the best school to go to if you're just going to be a one and done is Kentucky. It feels like they have the most success when it comes to one-and-done guys. Duke really, I mean, Jason Tatum was a one-and-done, yeah. You had the team a few years ago with R.J. Barrett, Zion, and Cam Reddish. But when you think about it, all those guys were top five. Was Cam Reddish fifth? We'll go top ten just to be safe. All those guys were top ten picks, and Zion was great. It's kind of, you know, hot and cold as of late. R.J. Barrett, fifth year now, still hasn't really fully blossomed into that top pick that, you know, they were they were planning on at the time. And then Cam Reddish has really bounced around. He's been playing much better with the Lakers right now. But, I mean, still, being a top 10 pick, you're kind of banking on that guy to be with your, be with your team for at least – seven years when you first pick them but hey I mean you never know <laughs> you really never know I remember thinking Chris Dunn years ago the guard from Providence was gonna be like some all-star like he was incredible yeah he's a little small but whew, this guy can play he's unbelievable not not the best not the best uh you know take and opinion of mine didn't really pan out too well I had a decent first year I think he was with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I think the Timber. I think that was either the Timberwolves got uh Carl Anthony Towns and Chris Dunn in the draft, but still didn't really uh, <laughs> pan out that well. But like I said, as for uh, the men's Wolfpack team, got a game tomorrow against UT Martin, or I guess tonight if you're listening to this on Tuesday the twelfth, they play UT Martin, and then Saturday against Tennessee. All right, right in the football. No breaks this time. Peyton Wilson again, another first-team All-American. This time, the big one, AP first-team All-American. The only player from the ACC. The SEC led the way with nine players. I mean, yeah, Jaden Daniels. You, I, I don't even <laughs> Yeah, not Cool, great, whatever. But Peyton Wilson, the linebacker from NC State, made AP first-team All-American. American. That is unbelievable. That team had a lot of fifth-year, sixth-year guys. Whatever. The fact that Peyton Wilson got on there over even even over Jeremiah Trotter in the ACC. Peyton Wilson won the Dick Buckus Award. Up to nine total All-American first team. It's it's ridiculous. That's unbelievable. I, I was looking through again mock drafts. And last week I said how he was currently a fourth round pick. Now he's up to a third round pick. But I mean, honestly, I don't think really enough time has set in that 
uh, you know, to really factor in him being on the AP first team. Because I think it came out today or yesterday. It comes out after the Heisman. The Heisman is usually like, you know, the conclusion to award season and accolade season. Nah, AP first first team All-Americans, that's, that's after the Heisman. That's the big first team. Even with the Athletic, CBS, the <laughs> what feels like thousand other All-American first teams he's got. The Associated Press first team All-American team is, is, is the big one. That's the big one. That's the Heisman of the All-American teams. So that was awesome to see. And obviously, just <laughs> he, he earned it. He earned it. He's, he's, he's earned every award, every accolade so far. And I, I just I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to see him in the league now. It's going to be incredible. But back to my point. He's a third-round pick, projected third-round pick right now. I don't see how he doesn't bump up to a second-round pick with all the awards, the accolades, he's going to put up numbers at the combine. And I mentioned it last week. Everybody loves to get swayed by combine 40s and strength tests and the three cone drills. And that, and that's when he's going to talk to a bunch of teams during interviews and whatnot. So, I mean, I would imagine he's going to be – I feel safe in saying that Peyton Wilson will be a second-round pick uh, come April. But I just – I love talking about the draft. I could talk about the draft for years, uh, which brings me, brings me to my next point. Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman this year, rightfully so in my mind. Some people say, oh, he shouldn't have won it. You know, his team didn't even play that well. His numbers weren't that great. His numbers were incredible. You can't use the argument that his numbers weren't great. He was the sole reason that the LSU team was not bottom of the barrel in the SEC in my mind, because that defense stunk that defense was terrible and Jaden Daniels was putting up 150 plus rushing yard games nearly 200 rushing yard games with 300 yards passing and five total touchdowns that's unbelievable anybody else does that and they're on a winning team with a decent defense you're looking at them like the unanimous Heisman he has half a defense LSU could be in the college football playoff right now. But the thing that impresses me the most is that Jaden Daniels, coming into this year, I couldn't tell you where he was going to be in the draft. He played himself into being a top 10 pick in the draft this year. Right now, he's – I use Tankathon for pretty much all of, you know, NBA, NFL drafts and whatnot just because it's so easy. Oh, it's so easy to navigate. I love it. And doing the little lottery sim – for the for the NBA, that's always fun. Do that a thousand times the day of the draft lottery. But my point, Jaden Daniels, he's up to eighth right now, currently being drafted by by the Raiders. It's saying, which you know probably wouldn't be the best for him, you know, the Raiders and whatnot. But still, played himself into being a top ten pick. That's unbelievable. So credit to him, just just. <laughs> Playing out of his mind, putting himself in the right situation after he transferred from Arizona State. I saw that video of, uh, you know, all his former teammates cleaning out his locker saying, oh, this guy sucks. This guy stinks. Let's just, you know, take his stuff. He ain't coming back. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Wonder how they feel now. <laughs> but uh, even some more draft news in the college football world. Uh, Drake May declared for the NFL draft today. He is currently projected as a top three, even most likely top two pick. Right now, the Patriots have the second pick in the draft and are 
projected to take Drake May. Right now, the top five goes, the Bears have the first pick from the Panthers, which is just ridiculous. Still thinking about that trade. But the Bears would take Caleb Williams. The Patriots would take Drake May. The Cardinals would take Marvin Harrison Jr. The Commanders would take Olu Fashanu, the tackle from Penn State. And then the Giants would take Joe Alt, the tackle from Notre Dame. So Drake May, obviously, I feel like you could have seen this one coming. The one that is starting to seem a bit more murky in terms of declaring for the draft is Marvin Harrison Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr. had a comment earlier this week about, you know, something about beating Michigan and just that's all he really wants to do in a sense. And then there was a report that he has an NIL deal on the table in the in the range of 20 to $25 million just next year. That's just next year. He'd make $20 million next year as a receiver at Ohio State. Not in the NFL. Ohio State, that's more than he would make in the NFL. If that's real, which... Honestly, I don't think it is. Just like that report way back when that Caleb Williams uh, was going to ask or even demand for ownership in whatever team drafts him, which just that was never real. That would be the stupidest thing. That would be so dumb. No, no team's going to take you like that would never happen. This NIL deal one with Marvin Harrison Jr. seems a bit more realistic in my mind. I still don't believe it. But if it's true, why don't you stay at Ohio State? Make $20 million to spend one more year in college? And then you can just, you know, your draft stock isn't going to fall. Even if you get hurt, which, you know, knock on wood, you don't want them to, but even if he gets hurt, even if you sit out the entire year, your draft stock isn't going to fall. Look at Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase sat out an entire year. He was still picked top 10. Jalen Waddle got hurt for the entire year in his last year with Alabama. He was still, I think, top 10. Yeah, he was still top 10 because that was the year with Jamar, Waddle, and Devontae Smith. He was still top 10. Why not? Again, I don't think that that it is true, but if it is, that's the easiest decision of all time. Yeah, you stay in college for one more year. Why not? But you got plenty of time before the draft bowl season is still upon us. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is quickly approaching as is the college football playoff. Like I said, college football playoff, we'll get to that as we grow closer to it, but that'll wrap it up tonight. Like I said, the 12th is the men's basketball team's next game against UT Martin. I'll be tuning in. I hope everyone else tunes in as well, and we'll have another episode sometime this week. We'll have it in before the Tennessee game, start to do a bit more kind of coverage on that, give a real prediction, and even just – the chances of uh, if if NC State can pull off the upset. But thank you for tuning in. This has been Believe in the Wolfpack. I'll see you next time.